Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, Word of Life. How's everyone doing this morning? Okay, that was very convincing. Very convincing. (laughs) Well, it's good to be with you guys today. As you know, we are in the middle of a series, actually finishing the series of how to change your life. And it has been an amazing blessing. It's a great way to start out. And it's truly because it's a blessing to be in this church because this church is a blessing. How many are happy that you came to Word of Life Church this morning? And as you just saw, it's not only, we not only get to be blessed by being here, but we also get to be a blessing as a church to so many people all around the world. Uh, there, there's actually a video that we are creating for you telling you about this, but I'm great at spoilers. So I'm just going to give you a spoiler right now. One of the missionaries that was supported through the Big Give Project uh, is a missionary to, uh, in Brazil and in Colombia in the Amazon jungle. And we got to sit down with him a couple of weeks ago. And the Lord had put it on our heart to give him a, a pretty big check uh, to support his mission uh, and everything that he's doing. One of the things that he does is he goes really into remote areas in the Amazon jungle. Recently, he was with the Tikuna tribe. Uh, and the Tikuna tribe, I mean, you like you go into the Amazon jungle, you take a right, and then Tikuna. Like, it's like, it's like way in there. It's hard to, it's, it's hard to explain, but... As he was sitting down, we were able to bless him. And he started to cry. He said, uh, for nine years, the only people that have supported him had been his family. This is the first church that has supported him. And then just recently, he called us to tell us that he was able to minister. And 79 families of the Takuna tribe received Jesus in the last couple of weeks. That's just possible because of people like you that not only believe in missions, but also decide to support them as well. Because as you and I well know, the giving might start in the building, but it always ends up in nations. So it's a, it's a blessing uh, to, to be able to be a part of all of that. And we're finishing the series today on how to change your life. And if I could highlight one thing. Uh, that pastor has talked about in the last couple of weeks is the importance of association. And who you associate with and the environment that you are in really dictates uh, the outcome and the results of your today. That who you are today and what you are living today is just a result of who you've spent time with. Uh, of who you associated yourself with. And there is such power in association. One of the things that has bothered me for years, really, is how the testimony of a Christian sometimes can contradict what the Word of God says. Jesus says in his Word that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And yet the, the testimony of a lot of Christians is just the opposite. There's a heaviness to them, you know, that they, they, they come out out of church and they're just like wiped out. And you ask him, where were you? I was like, oh, I was serving the Lord God Almighty. And you're like, oh my goodness, I would not like to serve whoever you served if you look like that. Or I'm like, you know, it, it's, just, it's just an opposite thing. And so today, 
kind of just want to course correct our, our vision of, of with that. And I have three points. And last service, I went like 30 minutes with just one point, And then the last two points were like two minutes, two minutes. So this service, you get, you get the better version, right? 1130 people are just more spiritual. You just pull it out of me, I guess. I don't know what that is. But, but before we start, just uh, find the best looking person in the building. Uh, and say the following, and if, it, if husbands and wives, you only have one option, okay? Yeah, don't get, yeah, none of that, not under my watch, maybe next week, but not today. And then look at someone and just tell them, uh, the rest of your life will be the best of your life. Okay, so that sounds, that didn't sound very victorious. So look at your, look at your second option real quick. Now look at that person and say, the, best, the rest of your life will be the best of your life. Okay, so look at yourself. I don't know how you would do that, but just point at yourself and say, the best is yet to come. See, we always, it always sounds better when you talk about yourself, right? It's just, there's just more exciting and more excitement to it. But I don't know if you know this, but I come from Colombia. In Colombia and South America, we have no seasons. In Bogota, it's always 60s and 70s all year around. It's always harvest season. There are no seasons. So the first time we got to America and to the States, we went through winter, and I was so depressed because everything was dead. And, and like there was less sun and I didn't even know that. I didn't know what daylight savings was. And so whenever like the sun started like uh, saying goodbye around 4 p.m., I'm like, where are you going? Like what type of world is this? But then I remember my first spring when I heard birds for the first time after a couple of months. I don't know. If, have you noticed that? That all of a sudden there's just birds singing again. You're like, oh, my gosh, I had forgotten the birds existed. Like. And so I woke up, my wife is like, listen, listen, there are birds. And so we go outside and we're happy. We're the only people happy because there's like birds everywhere. Like they're coming back, they're coming back. And then I see the coolest thing ever. There's this leaf that is coming, it's blooming again in this like very huge tree. And I see that and I'm like, oh, this is what the Americans call spring. I'm like, it's, up, like it's, it's about to change. And you could just feel in the atmosphere that something was about to change. And as I was writing today's message, I just felt the title, Here Comes the Bloom. Here comes the bloom to our life today. As pastor has prophesied recently, you know, the darkness might seem the same, but this is a new day. I believe that in this new year, we are about to walk in and we are about to see those things we've been believing for. But even bigger than those things that we've been believing for, we're about to walk into everything that God has prepared for you and for me. And the word of God says that God has prepared things, that God has things in store for you that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. So even things you haven't prepared for, even things that are not on your vision board are things that God has prepared and in store for you this year. So I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself a lot because I've learned that it, it things that you continually hear, you will eventually believe. And there are things that we know that the Bible says, but for some reason we are not walking in them today, that we are not living them out. And I believe it's because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That if you are not walking by faith, that we would question, what are you hearing? 
Because the just will live by faith. Jesus said whenever the Son of Man returns to earth, will he find faith in this earth? Faith is the avenue with which miracles are coming to this earth. Like faith is necessary for our life. Faith is where we fight and where we win. We don't walk by sight. We don't walk by emotion. We walk by faith. And sometimes we we will battle Satan and battle the enemy in an arena that we were not meant to battle. Which is why there's a heaviness upon our Christian life. Which is why it looks like our yoke is not that easy and our burden is not that light. But that's because we've been battling things in an arena where the devil has the upper hand. It's the emotions. It's what you can see. It's the natural. When we have a God that is supernatural, above the natural. Uh, let, let me give you this example. My, my cousin... They, they lived, I think all their life, they lived in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, their dad had a, a very good uh, job over there. And they were super athletic, like the most athletic cousins you'll ever find. I remember always going into their house, and they would be coming in from any sport. They were good at every sport. I remember my cousin once came in, and she had just swam like three miles. And it was just incredible. And our cousin, he came in once, and he's like, he was very good at baseball. He could throw a baseball like over 90 miles per hour. So we hated playing baseball with him because it hurt. Like every time he would throw us the ball, you could just like hear, hear heaven singing. Like it's a, you were close to death every time just and grabbing the ball. So one time like we were there and we didn't want to play because he's super athletic. But then we saw he brought a couple of his friends over. Uh, and they're all from like Farmington Hills, a very nice area in Detroit. And they're just all uber athletic and just perfect. And you know, they all have already scholarships and all that, which is nothing wrong with it. So we're like standing inside like, oh, we don't want to go play with them. But then we see something. We see them take out a soccer ball. So when we'd see them take out a soccer ball, it's like, okay, that's more like it. So they ask us, hey, do you guys want to play? And we're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we're not that good. You know, so I like, but I was like, but I told them, you know, but my brother's on my team, you know, and so my, my brother Danny, you've met him, and for the longest time, he, he was super, super short. So when he was 11, he was like, like very, very short. His hair smelled like feet. He was so short. Like it's just, he's one of those. And so we start to play, and listen, in like two minutes, they knew that they were in the wrong sport. Like, my, 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 my cousin, like, he wanted to play baseball in two minutes because we absolutely destroyed them. Because that was what we were very good at. See, when, when circumstances come on your life and tribulations come to your life, you have to take the devil and bring him into your arena. You have to bring the devil and take him into a place where he's not good. And that's the area of faith. That we walk by faith and not by sight. That we don't walk by what we feel. We don't walk by what we see. We walk according to what we believe in the word of God. That heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain. And as long as I fight the devil in this arena, I'm going to win. Which is why it's called the good fight of faith. Because there is victory on the other side. John 16, says, in this life you will have trials. You will have problems. You will have tribulations. A lot of us read this verse and we read it very fast because we know what's coming. We know the second part, right? It says, but take heart because we've overcome the world. But, but no, no, no let, let, let's just pause a little bit. 
You will have problems in this life. This life is a battlefield. It's why Ephesians 6 gives us an armor that we're supposed to carry. It's not for you to look cute. It's because you're about to go into war. But greater is he who is with us than he that is in the world. That if you fight the enemy on the turf that is made for you to fight on, which is faith, you will win. Which is, but take heart because I have overcome the world. The victory of Jesus is your victory so that you can go in life and cause change, cause people to glorify God through your life, that they might see your life and they're like, oh my goodness, God is good. Why? Well, look at their life. They obviously don't deserve it. Their resume doesn't deserve it. And yet they're blessed. And all you can see, all you can say is, well, that's because the Lord is my shepherd and I do not lack for anything. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm not being prideful. I'm just fighting in the arena I was meant to fight in. Proverbs 4.18 says that the, the life of the just, the life of the righteous keeps increasing. Like the sun, it keeps getting brighter and brighter. We don't say that this year is going to be good because it's January and that's what you have to say. We say it because that's what the word of God says. That as your life progresses, it will get better because you have been justified in Christ. So it says that your life is like the sun. It will keep increasing and getting brighter and brighter so your days don't get darker and darker your days are about to get better and better because we walk by faith in what the word of God said not by sight nor what we feel nor what we see so it doesn't matter what the economy says it doesn't matter what the news says what matters is what's been written before time that God said that you will be blessed coming in and you will be blessed going out not because of your job not because it's because of him because God is good. Amen? How many believe that today? Last night, last night we, were, we were flying in from Florida with my family. So I have my, my daughter with me, my wife with me, and I have my mother-in-law with me. God is good. I covet your prayers. <laughs> and while we were there on the airplane, on both flights, the same thing happened. Uh, turbulence hit. The flight started going, and one of the, one of the, on one of the flights, the captain uh, went on the speaker and said, basically, hey, there's, there's a lot of wind. There's going to be a lot of turbulence, so we might not be able to serve food. So I knew that was not of God. Uh, so I'm like, no, I want my water and my peanuts. I, I, but I was reminded of something that the Lord had told me a long time ago, and it's that turbulence doesn't change the destination. No matter how shaky, maybe, maybe the flight is not good, but the destination is still the same. See, we act like life has to be perfect when we're, we don't understand is we have destiny in our life. And we might still have turbulence in life, but just because there's turbulence in your life, you don't just jump off the airplane, right? Like there's a lot of people that, that would just be crazy. Like, oh, the flight is shaking. Let me out. It's like, sir, you're 30,000 up, like 30,000 feet up. Like this is not good. But a lot of us Christians, we act that way sometimes. There's turbulence in our life, and we're like, okay, God, let me out. And God's like, no, no, wait. Turbulence doesn't change the destination. 
Like it's still going to be fulfilled in your life, no matter how shaky it is, no matter because God has never called you to, to make the impossible. He's just asked you to believe that he can do the impossible. So three things that will help you change your life. Number one is seek wisdom, acquire wisdom, look for wisdom. The, the, the word of God says in Joshua 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now, if you notice that word then, it, it means that there is something before that needs to happen in order for your way to be prosperous and in order for you to have good success. And what is that? You meditate on the word of the law. And I like that it says that word law because in this life, we live and abide by many laws, not just laws written by man, but also laws of physics, for example. There's the law of gravity. And we're, we're all abiding under that law right now, except for that person right there. I'm just kidding. See, everyone's like, what, what? Like, no, no one's floating right now. Why? Because we're all abiding by the law of gravity that says, uh, I mean, this is not uber scientific uh, definition, but everything that goes up, must come down, right? Gravity, 9.8 seconds per second. Like, I think that's like the pull. Anyway, my point is there's, a, there's this law that says that there can, there's nothing that can be up in the air that doesn't have to fall down. But there are still airplanes flying all around. Like right now, there's thousands of airplanes in, in the air right now that weigh hundreds of, to of tons. Why is that? Well, that's because they are applying other laws that are more powerful than the law of gravity. They're applying the law of thrust, the law of lift, right? Like laws of aerodynamics that, that just supersede the law of gravity. There is no pilot that just says, okay, we're going to deny gravity today to make this baby fly. Right? It's like everyone chant with me, there is no gravity, there is no gravity, there is no gravity. And they finally start to float up. And, no, gravity still exists. But they apply a, a law that is more powerful than the law of gravity. Well, in the same way, where when we talk about living in faith, we're not asking you to deny reality. We're just asking you to apply the book of the law upon your life that is just a stronger law than the laws of this earth. That the, the, the news might say we're going in the recession, prices are going up, but the book of the law says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, that the Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack for anything, that he makes my way prosperous. So I'm not denying that there aren't problems on this earth. I just have a book with laws that teach me that there are laws that are better and more powerful that I will apply. That's why we need to acquire wisdom. See, the, the, the more wisdom you have, the less miracles you will need. So a lot of us are, will just want to be bailed out time and time again. And, there, and don't, don't mistake me or what I said. I believe in miracles. I believe we're living amongst miracles. I, I believe there are people here that have seen miracles, have lived miracles, or are about to see them because we serve a miracle-working God. 
That's just, that, that's just a fact that God does miracles today. He heals today. He blesses today. He keeps today. He protects today. That hasn't changed because the God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But even with that, there are certain things that God could build you out or we could acquire wisdom. If you want tomorrow to be different from today, then learn something today to make tomorrow different. If you want tomorrow to be different from today, learn something today to make tomorrow different. See, God's not just inviting us to walk blindly on this earth. God's just asking us to walk by faith, which means that there's something attached to that faith. There is wisdom involved. When Paul would pray in Ephesians chapter 1, he would pray for the church and say that a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him would be present in the lives of each and every one of us. That we might be wise, that we might be led by the Spirit, that the Spirit who was meant to be our guide, our intercessor, that the Spirit would be alive and active in us, that we might be able to listen to the most, not only the most famous person in the world, but the wisest person on this universe. My dad would always tell me, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will make you look smart. Slightly passive aggressive. I'm like, what are you saying? He's like, just, I'm just saying, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will make you look smart. See, that the Holy Spirit is our competitive advantage. That you, you are not meant to be successful in life just out of, because of your habits and because of your drive. That would not give God glory. But you're supposed to be prosperous in life. You're supposed to be a blessing in life and be blessed in life because God is that good. To where people see you and they, they have to admit that God is good because they know you're not that good. And that's fine. The more wisdom you have, the fewer miracles you will need. Some people don't have a tomorrow. They just have a longer today. Why? Because they live in the same information and knowledge every day. We've heard it said before, it's insanity to believe, uh, to expect some different results doing the same thing over and over. We need to pursue wisdom, acquire wisdom. Proverbs 1.5 says, a wise man will hear and increase learning. And the man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Proverbs 3.13 says, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. There's a happiness involved. Now, maybe you don't know. I know the online family knows this, but I'm on this weight loss journey and it's been hard. And the reason it's been hard is because America is generous and I love it. The reason it's hard is because Krispy Kreme exists. <laughs> the reason it's hard is because America is the only country that gives free refills. Like the Lord lives in this place. This is, this is God country for sure. Like over, over and above. And I love it. But it's hard. So I've been trying, you know, I'm cutting carbs and cut sugar and cut, I mean, by cutting those things, I'm like cutting joy out of my life and I'm slightly depressed. But it's okay. I'm, I'm working through these things. But we go to Colombia a lot. And in Colombia, you know, the kidnapping sometimes happen. And I won't spoil the story, but whenever my brother comes back, if he comes back, he can tell you the story of when he was kidnapped and went through that whole thing. So as I'm in Colombia, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. And then I see a t-shirt that's says fat people are harder to kidnap <laughs> wisdom i'm like i think the holy spirit is telling me something here 
So no, I, I'm, just I'm just kidding. That was just a joke. But Proverbs 3.13 says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the prophets. Look, for the proceeds of what? Of wisdom. The proceeds of wisdom are better than the prophets of silver and her gain than fine gold. See, sometimes there are things, if you walk in wisdom, if you walk in the wisdom of God, you will be better off than, than investing in things and doing things that this world might say. And I'm not saying investing is bad by all means, but be led by God. When I was reading it this morning, I was reminded of the story with my dad where we were sitting down in his office because one of his friends came. And, and in Colombia, there are gold mines, like actual gold mines. And, and it, this friend was telling him uh, about this opportunity with a gold mine that he just wanted to open up. And so this was a, this was a miracle, really, because it's very hard to get into the gold mining business for obvious reasons. It's gold. It's a gold mine. Like, this is what we talk about. And, and so I was happy. I was excited. It took me three seconds to know I was in. And so I, so he opens up the opportunity. He's like, so do you guys want to invest? Do you guys want to just do it? So I look at my dad and I'm like, I'm looking like making eye contact. I'm like, this is it. Like we're about to be millionaires. And, and he said something that very, like caught me off guard at the moment. He said, I, I have to pray about it. So I looked at him as like, no, no, you don't. Uh, we don't need to be super spiritual about this. Like, this is it. Like, this is that spoken by the prophet. I mean, like, it, 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 we're ready. And he was like, no, I have to pray. It's like, I can't just be making decisions based on my mind when I have the Holy Spirit who is wise. And so I'm like, Dad, you know, don't over-spiritualize these things. Like sometimes there is a thing as over-praying. And I, let, let me teach you. Anyway, uh, he finally prayed and a week later said, I, I can't invest in that. So uh, I was very conflicted because I had done the math and it was there. It was perfect. I'm like, Dad, there's really nothing that can go wrong. Like, the numbers do not lie. And he said, but I don't have a piece about it. And I'm like, well, you don't need a piece. You just need money to invest. Like, I don't think you understand. So he told me, well, if you want to invest, you can invest. So I was very conflicted. I was like, well, I mean, you've been talking to God. He said, what? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And so anyway, I didn't invest. And it was, I, just, I was stressed for that whole year because the beginning of the year, that business took off. It was incredible. So I'm like, we missed it. See, this is why you can't pray that much. Like, this is why when you pray, you have to pray with your eyes open because sometimes you'll miss the opportunity. Like a year later, I had forgotten everything about this business opportunity. My dad comes into my office and he says, did you see what happened? I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, going go into detail but like a freak accident that never happens happened and our friend he lost almost a million dollars in the investment and everything and my dad just looked at me and says hey it pays to follow God and his follow his voice there is wisdom in that that we can acquire wisdom that we can acquire the wisdom of God in his word, being led by his spirit, says she is more precious, wisdom is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. In other words, instead of trying to strive for things that you desire, strive for wisdom and you will be happier. You will be happier gaining wisdom than gaining whatever you have on your vision board. 17, her ways are ways of pleasantness and her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. Proverbs 4, verse 5, 
I know there's a lot of word today, but listen, heaven and earth will pass away, but this won't pass away. This is what we need. Proverbs 4 verse 5, it says, get wisdom. Get understanding. It's not a suggestion. It's, a, it's commanding us. If there's one thing you need to do, get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the word of my mouth. Do not forsake her. Who? Wisdom. And she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. You're getting, you know, you're trying to get a new job. You're trying to get a new opportunity. You're trying to, to get more finances. You're trying to get more investments. In all you're getting, get understanding. There's a, something that I, I've been, I'm always conflicted with this. It's because we have an opportunity to fly a lot with my wife doing missions and going to Colombia and all these things. But one of my inner conflicts is very superficial, but it's that we don't usually sit in first class. And I want to sit in first class. And I, I told Fondren this the other day. Uh, every time I walk through first class, I always have this debate with God. Is that God, you know, your word says we are the, you know, we are above and not beneath, right? We are the head and not the tail. And I'm about to sit on the tail end of this flight like it's the most unbiblical thing right now so i have this conflict and everything i think what i mean this don't quote me on this but i think i got god mad one point one day because i'm walking through a flight and i'm again i'm about to tell him god above and not beneath you know the head and not the tail i'm about to sit and one of the reasons why is because there's a difference between sitting up front and sitting in the back when you're in first class I, I saw it yesterday we were sitting we were sitting really close to first class but it was still not first class so I could see everything that was happening I could see the guy come in and offer people and he would say would you like a beverage and everyone would answer what are my options and he would be like well we've got coke we've got this we've got that just like five ten different options so I'm like super excited he actually comes on to our class like steps through the veil uh and then looks at us and is like, what do you guys like a beverage? So I, I, I look at him and I'm like, oh, I'm like, what are my options? And he says, yes or no. I'm like, excuse me. It's like, what? You went through the veil and you got carnal quick. I'm like, at least tell me water with ice or without ice. Like, make it spicy, you know, like, make me feel important. So. So I mean, anyway, so I debate with God all the time. And, and, and so one time I'm walking through first class. I tell him, God, why can't I sit in first class? What is, what is it? And I just felt it like strong in me. It's like, look around right now. So I start to look around. I see everyone's reading books. There's a guy, I can't forget the guy. He was doing a Zoom conference, international Zoom conference, finishing like a, a deal, an international deal. The reason I know is because I'm nosy. <laughs> And so I just stood there until they finished. I'm like, congratulations. That was what I would have done the same. Yes. And I walked back to my class. So I, I looked around at all this happening. People just gaining wisdom. And the Holy Spirit asked me, what are you about to do? And literally, no joke, I had bought gems uh, to, upgrade, <laughs> to upgrade my, um, not my, my dragon on this game that I have. I was excited because I was about to sit down, upgrade my dragon, and then go to battle uh, in, in the land of Clash Royale. Like, it's just ridiculous. So obviously I didn't say that. I'm like, well, I'm about to pray uh, because I'll be in the heavens uh, closer to you, Father. 
But I was very, that's when I knew. I'm like, there, there is a difference. We think people are lucky, but what people are is they're prepared for opportunity. And there's a difference. That it, it, they say that's what luck is. It's just being prepared for when the opportunity comes, that it doesn't pass you by. And the, the word of God says in, in Proverbs 4, verse 9, says, Wisdom will place on your head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. We think people are just over grace sometimes when what we don't know is that they've pursued wisdom. So number one, acquire wisdom. Number two, I'm sorry, I went too far with wisdom. Number two, believe for favor. Believe favor is what will float you back to the top. And I, something I was just thinking of right now, you know, a ping pong ball, if you put it underwater, if you let it go, it will always come back to the top. Not because of what's around it, but because of what's inside it. And I believe there is favor of God inside of each and every one of us. And no matter where you are placed in life and no matter what is happening around you, because of who lives inside of you, you will always float back up to the top. So align yourself with the word of God and believe today for favor over your life. Just like the life of Esther, that she had a moment with the king of favor that changed the, the, the direction of the whole nation. Favor. Say that with me. Favor. Let, 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 it, let it click in your spirit. Favor. I believe for favor today, just like Jesus in Luke 2, verse 52 says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. It says that Christ lives inside of us. We have the favor of God upon our life. It doesn't matter what is around you. What is inside you will make you float back to the top. And why not this year? Why not believe for it now? Why not believe for it today? That the favor of God will make me float back to the top to give God glory through my life. And it doesn't matter where I find myself now. What matters is who lives inside of me. And because God abides inside of me, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I will see his faithfulness because I know a God to be faithful. I know a God to always be by my side. I know him. I've seen it before and I will see it again in my life. Say it again. Favor. I don't know, this, this service is a little different, but I feel we're not going to move on until we get that in our spirit. Because favor is not fair. So it has nothing to do with how you work. It has nothing to do with who you know. It has everything to do with who lives inside of you. It has everything to do with what's been prophesied about you even before you were born. For I know the plans that God has for you, plans to prosper you and bring you health. I know God. Now listen, I'm not trying to push uh, an emotional moment right now. I'm trying to, to push you into that arena of faith again. Because that's where you win. It's like when we play soccer, that's where we win. We keep playing baseball, I'll lose a hand. But because we played soccer, that's how we won. Quit playing with your emotions. Quit playing with what you see. And start getting back and believing God 
saying, Satan, I mean, I know there's a whole bunch of stuff around me. I might be covered and dead, but what's inside me will make me flow back to the top just like Joseph. That no matter where he found himself, it would seem he was unlucky, but at the same time, it would seem that he always floated back to the top. He was sold into slavery and found himself at the top of Potiphar's house. And then he was sold, he was sent to the jail and he found himself directing the jail because there is something about favor. That because you have favor in your life, it doesn't matter where you're placed, you will always be above and not beneath. The head and not the tail. You are blessed in the city and blessed in the field because the blessing of Abraham is upon your life. It's not something you work for. It's not something you strive for. It's something you received when you received Jesus in your life. That the blood of Jesus has given you access into the throne of God from which you receive mercy, from where you receive grace, from where you receive healing, from where you receive power it is in the it is because of the blood of jesus that there is favor in your life and you will flow back to the top you will flow back. saints if you if you believe it say it with me i will flow back to the top this is the year where i'm floating back here comes the bloom all it takes is one word see all it took for me is i saw that little leaf and i thought, oh here it comes now all it takes is one word of God where you grab onto that. You hold on to the profession of your faith. Do not let it go. Because as time passes, God will fulfill his word. Because his word does not come back void. Acquire wisdom. Believe for favor. And number three, give consistently. Listen, if there is something that will change your life forever is Generosity. I mean, if anything, generosity will make you pray a little bit more, especially if you gave a lot. Have you ever been through that moment where you just got inspired, you gave a lot, and all of a sudden you automatically start to pray because you're like, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> Proverbs eleven twenty four says, there is one who scatters yet increases more. There is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The message translation says it this way. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Listen, God, God wants to bless you. But the word of God does say that he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Sometimes we're not receiving seed because we're not. So there, there is something attached to it. It's not he just gives seeds freely. He gives seeds to the sower and bread to the eater. Because when God blesses you, he has more than you in mind. He wants to bless people around you. He wants to bless people through you. I was conflicted, not conflicted, but I, I, know the, I know the word. Not all of it, but I know some of the word. And so I'm, I'm, I'm praying one morning as we're in Bogota. And where we have the apartment in Bogota, there's a whole bunch of Venezuelans that live all around because of what's happening in Venezuela. Two million people have emigrated from Venezuela into Colombia. A million are in Bogota. So you see them everywhere. So I'm a little conflicted with a bunch of stuff. And so I tell God that morning, God, your word says you give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So I'm just believing for more seed. Then I go out for a run. And when I'm running, I know there's a corner where a bunch of Venezuelans are living on the street. And I remember this corner because they have it's five families and they each have a baby girl around the same age as my baby. 
So it's, there's a heaviness around that corner. So sometimes I just avoid it because I want to run. I don't, you know, don't want to have this heaviness. But I'm running and I forget. And so I, I go into this corner and I, I see them. So I stop and I, I just tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what, what do you want me to do? So I, nothing happens, but I know I, I need to talk with one of them. So I'm trying to just talk with one, not all five. So I go with one. I'm like, hey, man, hey, can I help you with something? He's like, can, can, you, can you please buy me formula for my baby? We just ran out. So I'm like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll buy you formula. And then I, I love him because I know he had faith. Because he looked at me and he's like, oh, there's four more. I'm like, yeah, but I'm only talking to you. <laughs> it's like, can we just keep it like, lower your voice, man, because this might get expensive quick. He said, no, 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 but, there, but there, there's four more. I could see it that he found an opportunity, was about to get blessed, and automatically he said, oh, this is more than just me. Because when God blesses you, he has more than you in mind. So this guy is teaching me right now. So I'm like, okay, so uh, what formula? So I'm like, he's like, there's, there's four of us more, like it's four more. So I'm like, okay, I'll buy you all formula, just stay. So he comes with me, and so I'm going to buy them the little thing, you know, the, 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 you know one per family. And formula is expensive right now. Uh, <laughs> and so he looks at me, and he's like, could you get us the box, though? And it's the big box. I'm like, the, you, you mean the most expensive box? <laughs> like, and he's like, yeah. And so I grab one, and he's like, but there's four of us. There's four more. I'm like, buddy, like you're pushing this. I'm like, my wife is going to be mad. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I feel peace about it, though. So I grab it. So I'm like swiping my credit card left and right. And I'm happy. I go back home and I tell Carolina, kind of like in a, please forgive me for what I just did. But our savings account just took a hit. Because uh, I, I look at her and I told her what happened. And this family, they were happy and everything. And she looked at me and was like, oh, that's awesome. We have seed on the ground. So I'm like, oh, so you're not mad? And she's like, no, we got seed on the ground. God gives seed to the sower. I kid you not, a couple of days later, a person we haven't talked to in months found our number, found our Venmo account, and Venmoed us much more than what we had just sown in. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want this to feel like this is like a transaction. So if I give 100, God's going to give me how much? And so this is not an investment, but this is a way of life. That, that, that it will change your life. Just like this church has changed lives all around the world because of its generosity. And its generosity has changed the life of the church. How to change your life. Acquire wisdom. Believe for favor. And then give consistently. Try to try, make that a habit in your life. That people get excited when you walk in the door. I'm going to finish with this. Where we were in Santa Marta with a, a very famous preacher. He, we had invited him for vacations. He's a friend of my parents. And very generous guy. And we're in the taxi. We just had dinner. We're going back to the hotel. And he tells me, hey, John David, ask the driver how much he makes a month. So I'm like, hey, señor, ¿el quiere saber cuánto usted gana al mes? You know, like I'm, I'm asking him, how much do you make a month? He just wants to know. I don't know. Crazy American. <laughs> and, and so the guy is driving. He's like, oh, he tells me, he's like, oh, about $500 a month. So I, so I tell him, he's like, he said $500 a month. So, okay. So he grabs out a, a big wad and gives it to me. He's like, give it to him. So I count it real quick. And he's like, no, this is 5000 He said 500 
uh, he's like, yeah, I know, just give it to him. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, if you, if you give him 5000 that's like 10 months' work. Like, that's too much. And he's like, John David, just give him the money. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know Colombians. Like, if you, if you give him $5,000, like, he, he's not going to work anymore. Like, he's like you're, you're doing a disservice by blessing him too much. Like, I'm trying to teach him about, you know, the, pro- the problems about being de- generous. And, and, and so he's like, just give it. So I finally give it to him. He's like, hey, sir. And, and as it always happens, breaks down crying, tells us that he's been believing for this, has bills to pay, medical stuff. Like, just life transformation happened right in front of me. So we're walking outside. Because, that's I mean, that is the testimony. But my testimony is I'm walking outside with him. And he grabs me right here a very fatherly way. And he tells me, John David, the reason I have over and above living is because I also have over and above giving. said, don't expect Mercedes living with bicycle giving. And so at the beginning, I'm like, oh, that's powerful. And then I felt it was like passive aggressive against me. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, am I not a giver? But ever since then, I always remember that day because my life was changed because of someone else's generosity. Like how to change your life? Be generous. Pursue generosity. The, the world of the generous keeps getting bigger and bigger. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. I'm going to ask you to stand up real quick. We're going to finish in worship. So I believe that's a, a perfect time to just have a heart check with God. It's always good to, you know, take inventory with God whether it's acquiring wisdom, whether it's believing for favor, whether it's a call to being generous again or being more generous than you have, whatever that is, I'll let you know there, there are seasons in our life where Carolina has a dangerous prayer that every time we get a paycheck or every time we get money, she'll ask God, God, what do you want us to do with this money? And the reason it's dangerous is because God is super generous. And so sometimes, like, he's a little bit too generous with our money. You know what I mean? But I, I, I've, never, I've never regretted being generous because God has always been faithful with us. He always has taken care of us. And the God that multiplied the bread and the fish, the God that multiplied oil for the widow for years, the, 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 the God that brought out fish enough to feed like everyone and change the business of all the disciples is the God that lives inside of each and every one of us here. So there's power in that. So as we worship, I just want to challenge you to take the time through worship to ask God, God, you know, check my heart, search my heart is what the psalmist would say. Search my heart, search my soul. Like if if there's anything that I need to check, to tweak, to change, just let me know. Do I need to, if, if it's wisdom that I need, point the way. If it's favor that I need to believe in, give me, the, give me your word and I'll believe. If it's generosity, open up the door. And let me tell you this, be careful because God opens up doors quick. So if that's what you ask for, he will open up doors that it says that no man can close. My doors live like a block away from where I live. But God is faithful and I am grateful. So Father God, we just thank you for this day. 
Just thank you for this morning that you have given us and this opportunity you have given us to come into your word. And Father, I thank you. Your word says that your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Thank you, Father, that as we abide in your word, you light up our life. That we're not walking in darkness anymore, but we are walking in light. That we get to see things that you have for us. That we know the next step that you have prepared for us. That you direct our path, Father. That we might walk into everything that you have prepared for us. And even better yet, that our life might glorify you. So we give you all the glory and all the honor today. We praise you, Father, in advance. We give you glory and honor and thanks. In faith, we give you glory, honor, and thanks. Come on, just take the time and lift up your voice and just give him glory, give him honor. Take advantage of this moment. You, you're already here. Now enter into his presence. You're already here for a couple more minutes. Take advantage. Pursue wisdom. Believe for favor. Give consistently. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and your faithfulness. We love you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.